Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Three, two, one, three, two, one, the pride of Missouri. Welcome to the deep dive, Andy. Let's talk some Chiefs. The um, year five of Mahomes as a starter, and all yeah. four years he's hosted the AFC Championship game. Do I have that right? It's been something, and yes, I point that out to Andy Reid, who I don't think anyone is like low on and if they are they're silly but what an accomplishment winning a hundred games as a head coach with multiple teams and then also leading two different teams to four straight conference championship games as he did do that with the eagles in the early 2000s as well he has cemented himself obviously before this in canton he is uh one of the greats for sure and he's just yeah. a fun he's just a fun dude he's Andy, a kool-aid uh, man true or false the chiefs have hosted four straight afc championship games mahomes has one super bowl he has underachieved for sure they should have two 2.2 i think is uh the, that's the that's usually that's the conversion. That's the conversion rate. <laughs> you, you should have at this point. They've been so good, but yes, yeah, there's been other Crazy, teams that have been yeah. great. The the Brady season was really something, and yeah. So, question for you: the biggest off season change for the Col- for the Chiefs last season, yeah, was <sighs> you mean heading into the 2021 campaign? Heading into this season, uh, the loss of Tyreek. No, no, no. I mean, I had, heading into last season. Heading me. into last season, it was the acquisition of an offensive line. That's fair. I had jotted down they retired their horse war paint. <laughs> as, as a uh, well, it what, was, did they retire was, him? Like he got to go out to the country and live a multiple, happy life on the farm, or did they second, retire him? Second the retirement. Day? And their commitment to stop using Native American imagery oh. that I went down a war paint um, <laughs> rabbit hole where this was something from like the 70s they used to do. And yeah. I'm not going to scare the shit out of Eric Madden. Berry. I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to not have a uh, John Madden quote. If there's one, they used to make the horse run all the way around the field every time they scored a touchdown. So back in the day. When the Raiders got the ever living shit kicked out of them, uh, Madden said, Well, we couldn't beat the Chiefs, but we damn near killed the horse. <laughs> it had to run around the field so many. They, they got the, they got just, you know, they got like 45 put on them or something like that. So oh I enjoyed that. God. But yes, the, that's when I was researching the 2021 season. That's what I came up with. But yeah, the obviously 12 and five. Oh my God. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on last year because, uh, you know what I felt really good about was I made a regular season win total bet to the under 12 and a half. And this team started the season three and four. I needed five losses. So I had 10 games to get a single loss to cash that ticket. And motherfucker, that got sweaty. There was a point where I'm like, this, this isn't happening. This isn't, oh, yeah. I'm not getting it because it's like the Bengals are good, but. I really feel like they win that game and then they're going to beat the Broncos. Like I'm, I'm not getting this. So 
thank you for one thing, I guess, last year, Cincinnati Bengals. You got me that win total under. Took and that really money tw- right out of your Mac Jones equity, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a tit-for-tat trade <laughs> there. Tit but for tat, yeah. So, and yes, we can talk a lot, and you're going to hear tons of stuff, and we've seen it plenty last year about the early season issues the team had. It felt very Patriots-esque where the defense yeah. just kind of ship shaped up in the second half of the season and they were good again. But even, even if there hadn't been big problems with the defense that God bless them, Spags kind of fixed and there were problems with how the offense was operating, losing at Baltimore to the chargers, to the bills and to the midseason Titans. Those aren't, bad losses i mean how they lost him was not yeah how great, they lost him is it, the, is it's the it's not like yeah. yeah it's not like they lost to horseshit teams and even even yeah. the cincinnati team that team was running hot last year so they lost they lost to five pretty decent teams and again baltimore injuries caught up with them and that wasn't a playoff team but the rest of those were good teams with they, a lot of yeah. good players, it just it was a really, really ugly defense to start the season. That's why they were three and four. The defense had major problems, and the offense was just pressing. They were pressing, and you know this too high safety thing. It's not the end all be all, but it's a lot more effective when your team is pressing and trying to get back into it by hitting the home run. And Mahomes is throwing some prayers up at times. And once they sorted that out, it's just like, oh, this this team is still good. Like this team still has a lot of great players. And if the defense is just, it's almost like what we talked about with the Chargers just now. If the defense as a whole, not just the run defense, is like at this Mendoza line and they're not constantly trying to catch up against this defense that everyone puts out there that's hard to catch up against they're going to be just fine and they're going to end up in a, what was that? A coin flip game uh, that they took out. And uh, really it got a little squirrely there at the, the end of the first half of the AFC title game. Oh, we'll get they, to the AFC title game. If they, if they just make a few better decisions there, they don't lose that game. I either. need you to, I'm going to, while I kind of do a little uh, diatribe here, prepare uh, uh, your thoughts on that AFC championship game for me because oh, I, 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 I I need your perspective badly on that and I'll tell you why when we get there um, th- you bring up some really good points the losses were to bona fide contenders in the AFC last year period they didn't lose to chumps they got beat by good teams and they got beat by good teams in the AFC and they basically took everyone's best shot. This like every team that like lined up against the Chiefs was like, okay, like you guys have been picking on us for like three years. We are giving it to you today. Like they took their the best shot. And the Ravens only got them by the one point. Cleveland didn't get them at all. Uh, you know, the the Bills, you know, Thunder fucked them in the regular season, but it was a weird game with the delay. And the Titans just utterly embarrassed them somehow. Still one of the more perplexing games of the entire 2020 one season um but they came out of that fine because they were still in the mix in terms of record they hadn't lost too many of those contests in total and they had some lackluster wins against the likes of the giants packers and cowboys before their bye um but they came out of the bye a totally a brand new team and it was a tale of two seasons for these guys where in the first half of the season they were extremely sloppy 
just losing the turnover battle left and right. They had multiple games where they had five, four turnovers, uh, a couple of games where they had three turnovers, but they were just utterly sloppy with the ball. Their defense was not producing, coming up with takeaways. Uh, and they were kind of the quintessential example of a team where if you take, you know, EPA per play and you take out the turnover plays, they were elite still offensively, like absolutely elite. And the defense wasn't good, but most of that was because they weren't getting any help in terms of takeaways. And then it all flipped on its head and they were now taking the ball away three, three, five, two, three takeaways per game. And they, the turnovers, you know, basically slowed down to one or two or zero uh, for the whole duration of the home stretch there. They get to the playoffs, they win, you know, the, as the AFC West uh, champions and the two seed again, after that horrific start, they still ended up as the two seed. Uh, yeah. destroyed the Steelers as 12 and a half point favorites and sadly uh, won the coin flip against the Bills before uh, losing a coin flip against the Bengals. And the Bengals loss was it's I can't really tell you what the hell happened here. The Chiefs were a mismatch against the Bengals every way I could possibly look at it going into that game. I had a huge bet on the Chiefs at minus seven in that game. And I was kind of watching and it was 21 to 10 and they're at the goal line. And if they punch them in and it, it's 28 to 10 going into halftime, the Bengals probably pat each other on the back and they're like, well, we made it pretty far, but we're on the road and we're down 18 and great job this season, guys. Let's uh, let's figure out how to, you know, to build on this for next year. Instead, it was only uh, an 11 point margin of victory, which was closed by the end of the third quarter. Yeah. as it was 21-21 heading into the fourth. Everything about the offense looked different in the second half. Every, you know, The defense offered relatively little resistance to Joe Burrow and company in the second half. Something very weird about the way that that game flipped on its head that I never really figured out. And part of the reason was because I was trying to get to the Rams-Niners game, and so I didn't get to watch it all except for on my phone. So, Andy, what the fuck happened? Yeah, that second half, they only had two first downs in the third quarter. Like the, the third quarter offense was bad, but not only was it 21-10, it was 21-3 with about three minutes left. And they had Burrow on his side of the field in a third down. They got that. They ended up scoring on a 41-yarder to Samaj Perrine. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, well, all right, Kansas City has the ball. There's a minute left. Maybe they can make something happen quickly with pretty much still a minute left there at midfield. And then, you know, they take too much time on a few different things. Like, all right, they're not going to score. They're at the 15 with like 10 seconds left. Uh, you got one or two shots at this immediately get the Eli Apple DPI puts you at the, puts you at the one and two passes never got there. Like not getting that touchdown was probably honestly, maybe a Super Bowl win not getting yeah. that score at the end of the half. We've talked about this yeah. in other podcasts. Having that big first half lead is so important. Then, yeah, the the offense just wasn't clicking in that third quarter. Only two, th two first downs in that whole third quarter. And then the, they had a couple wow. of bad the, – the, the fourth quarter started. The, the drive that trickled over into the fourth quarter ended on a punt. The next drive ended on a, a three and out with a punt. They had one nice drive, but again, it was like a, it it was it was just that the, the one that went for a field goal. Essentially, the the only first downs they had in the fourth quarter were on the the field goal drive, and then 
you lose the coin toss. Yeah, such is life. What was the? Is that the most aggressive choking away a championship game that you can remember in your betting lifetime? Because I can't come up with another example. Probably, probably. Yeah, they deserve to win that game by a bunch. It, it just, I don't have answers, and I'm not gonna try to autopsy it right now. But I don't have answers for the third <laughs> quarter. It was bizarre. It really was. It didn't make sense. Interception uh, in overtime. Pages and Bates, uh, guys. Yeah, the pace. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it was it was really, really strange. Um because the Chiefs were coming off of a game where they made it look so so easy against the Bills. Like the getting the scores at the end of that game that they needed in an overtime, they made it look so easy. And then you're going up against an inferior opponent, a bunch of guys who are in their first ever AFC championship game. You're seven points better than this team. You're at home. Like to 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 squander uh a eleven point lead is insane. Um but yeah, I, I, it's it was and, and then the, the play the, the play that ended their season the essentially. The the play that ended their season was essentially a microcosm of what went wrong in the first half. He went incomplete, incomplete, third and ten. You go deep and you press, you yeah. throw at Jesse Bates, and it ends up in Von Bell's hand. Yeah. And then all they have to do is go down and get close enough and kick a field goal. So that, that's life. And and, and despite all that, it, it it wouldn't have been a disappointing season for a lot of teams. It was for them because they're it was yeah. probably Super Bowl or bust. And that despite, cost you your second Super Bowl. Despite everything. And we, as you can see, we have the dollar sign on Mahomes there because he's about to cost them some money. They're still within their window. This is still one of the elite teams that is in this small group that is chasing a Super Bowl. Their schedule is not super crazy. Um, it's another one where this team has a, a you know mid double digit win total that is achievable if everything clicks and. Mahomes is on a huge contract now, but it doesn't really start to kick in quite yet. Like as far as the really, really hurtful years, and they can still put a pretty, a pretty decent roster on him. Do you think? What do you? And I, I want the, everything else is where I really want to touch on stuff. But do you think there's something wrong with him, or was it just they they were pressing a little and they needed to find a different kind of? You know, a different kind of, I don't want to say like a vibe, but some of the, the sequencing wasn't great and it forced him to press. And then in the second half of the season, it felt like the offense found a bit more of a rhythm. And, they, you know, obviously Tyreek's gone, but I liked what I saw when they weren't doing silly things like that in the second half. And it felt like well, this team can win it all. Like it's just like Bill's Chiefs was the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, yeah, it did. Uh, so and, the Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, and here's where, again, everything I've said, I said the word press 5,000 times. Like I'm selling <laughs> a goddamn juicer. Sure. But, but that's the thing about the two high safety stuff. It's hard to beat over the top. And as we talked about uh, in a podcast that's not released yet with the Seahawks, like the Seahawks had this defense that was just legs wide open to beat us for six yards on every play. You want anything underneath? Have it. You can have it all day long. And it's kind of teams were just saying, like, hey, 
we're, we'll take away the deep stuff and maybe yeah. throw it anyway and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. Because for Mahomes, the hard way was matriculating the ball down the field. The hard way. Yeah. The hard way was crossing yeah. the street a hundred times. Yeah, as matriculate. Our before, friend, we're going to force you to friend, matriculate. Uh, <clears throat> force you to matriculate. And the yeah. way they've, the way they've put this roster together post Tyreek. They look ready to matriculate. Of, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of a, you know, a beautiful little. It's a little like, matriculating roster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I granted some of these guys still are deep threats, but yeah. Scantling and Hard, Hardman's <laughs> a little injured right now. We'll see how that turns. But Scantling, mm-hmm. Juju, rookie Sky Moore, Josh Gordon, I think still on the roster somewhere. Yeah. Like and and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like there's and I didn't even bring up your best receiver in the beauty of hitting stuff underneath, hitting stuff in the seam, hitting stuff where the safeties are running with uh, Hardman deep. Uh, Travis Kelsey, like you have the offense to just just don't you don't have to be this greatest show on turf. Let's hit stuff deep all the time. You have so many weapons that you kind of reloaded with. What is probably a pretty good offense? I'm going to push back on this because what makes Mahomes unique among every other quarterback that has ever played football is his physical skill set, particularly his ability to deliver a home run ball. Like that is what makes him unique. I'm going to push back on your pushback because I don't think it's. The threat yeah. of it is real, and it the threat of it has changed the way a defender, you know, defenses think about lining up and scheming defense. Really, and it's it's fair, but I'm going to push back on the pushback okay. and say that I don't think it's. I think you're the first part of the sentence was right, but I don't think it's all the home run ball. Although that is scary for a defense that has to scheme against it. I I'm more scared of a quarterback who creates in space. The most annoying thing about playing prime Aaron Rodgers was like, oh God, the blitz got there, but it didn't get him. They're going to score on this play. Like your mind moves faster than your mouth can. But when you'd see Aaron Rodgers flushed and like they brought a blitz that didn't put him on the ground, you knew he was rolling out and finding somebody. And that's, that's such a, you know, that's such a key component of Mahomes too. He's just, he does work well when a play breaks down. And, you know, to be fair to pushing back on the pushback that was pushback, Tyreek Hill was great about coming yes. back for the ball on plays like that. Oh, yeah. But but you still have Kelsey. You brought in some other receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is not that far removed from a really good season. And, I mean, MVS, we'll see what we got. Hardman might be hurt. But I think- even, even if it's just Kelsey and Juju are good, you have some wide receiver depth. And yeah, it's going to be more on Mahomes to create, but I still think the the high end is maybe not the scary home run mm-hmm. offense, but the offense where they're they can hit you a variety of different ways. Okay, so paying Mahomes cost you Tyreek Hill, and 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 the the Chiefs took their medicine. They could because the Chiefs have Mahomes under a four hundred seventy seven million dollar contract or something insane. Might as well be billion. And half a billion, they're paying. They're, they get Mahomes under half a billion contract, and you know, great job. Like you want him around for the as long as he wants to play football. Yes, it's that's good. fine. Um, but there's only 
you know, that so there, there are ways to restructure 2026, 2027, 2028, when the salary cap will be higher and you could potentially push this into the future in a responsible way that could have allowed you to keep Tyreek Hill around. Rather than do that, the Chiefs elected to take some of their medicine this year. Mahomes' cap hit goes up even more next year. He went, he went from $7 million last year to 35 this year. He goes up to 46 next year. So they elected, basically were like, okay, it's going to cost us Tyreek Hill, but we get to keep the restructure in our pocket for next year if we want to kind of reshape this roster. Costing you Tyreek Hill, in my mind, raises, I mean, lowers the ceiling of this offense from elite to great. And they sat in a room and looked at each other and said, are we comfortable going to war in a crowded AFC this year as a great offense instead of an elite offense? And they everybody agreed, right? I do not think that you are replacing the production of Tyreek Hill with J- Juju Smith-Schuster MBSs of the world No, in the Sky Moors you drafted. No way. You are hoping Sky Moore has the ability to replicate 80% of Tyreek Hill in year two and three. But I don't think you are expecting in any way, shape, or form that your offense is going to be able to produce the same level that they did last year. You're taking you're taking something on the chin here. Yeah, and it is always it's like any trade, like you say, you know, people have been saying about a a transaction or a trade, like both parties should leave a little bit unhappy. Like the the trade off is like, well, we don't get one more year of having this crazy home run threat who's the fastest man on earth, but like you said, would you rather take one year of a elite ceiling or like two or three years of a really great ceiling? Yeah. And that that's, we're not, again, we're not in those rooms that that's a decision that was made such yeah. as life. And yeah. Cause again, like will the Tyree kill contract look good in the later years? Probably not. Like, no, is he going to be as Speedsters fast? Rarely do Pro- like you want to sign Deshaun Jackson this year. Have fun. Yeah, he's going to need to find some other elements of his game to keep up his level of production. So, I mean, like, are we talking about the fair rating of Tyreek Hill and Sky Moore in Sky Moore's third year? Are they all that different? Probably not. And so you're right. They cost themselves being elite this year, but I think they have given themselves flexibility for next season, which is important because there's a lot of older players on this team. Right. There's a lot of guys that you're going to have to figure out how to replace Travis Kelsey among them as you want to continue to remain great. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that the that that they are taking some medicine this year as opposed oh, to sure. as opposed to what they could have done and keeping keeping the band together for at least. And it, it's not just the deep. Th- it's, you know, everyone, everyone loves a home run. Chicks dig the long ball and everyone remembers Tyreek Hill just beating the pants off, you know, getting behind a safety and scoring. But I mean, you can replace that with McCole Hardman if he's 100 percent. 100%. I'm saying it right now. You have a deep threat that can do enough of that where it's not going to hurt. He can't catch the it's ball, the, though. It's the, uh, that's the other thing, and he's not healthy right now. But the, the other part of Tyreek that you can't replace is th- people forget about like the 10 the yard catches that house. Like yeah. he's just crazy dangerous with the ball in his hand. Like, yeah. even though everybody on the field knows he's fast people still take terrible angles after yeah. he's hit full speed. And it's like, all right, he, he's going to get, nope, he's not going to get tackled. Like, why did that guy do that? Yeah. What are we doing? Don't you, do you forget he can run like 27 miles an hour? What, what are we doing yeah. here? He had the, you, he had you're the not going to replace those plays. He had the unique combo of amazing yak, 
and ridiculous air yards per target. <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's just no one like that really. Yeah. The, and, I mean, yeah. It, it's almost like there were screens that weren't screens. You know, it's like, Hey, it's a little drag or a little curl. And essentially it turned into a screen because you just see everyone chasing him. Yeah. As, okay. uh, he just, he, he not only fast, but <laughs> quick. He, you know, he turns into a, he turns into zero to zero to 60. So quick. And all of a sudden he's going full speed and you have, Linebackers and safeties taking bad angles because people aren't supposed to be moving that fast that quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's not replaceable by anyone. One thing I will point out the Chiefs might not have found themselves in this position if they hadn't put so many of their resources last season into an offensive line that was just fine, not great. Right. Like they've, and they are taking a little medicine this year, it seems like, with what they're doing with their starting, you know, uh, uh, tackle and Orlando, uh, sorry, yeah, Orlando Brown. I, I, from what I can tell you, they have not offered him a long term extension, so they're going to move on from him after this season. But like, basically, they put a lot of resources into the position, you know, the off the offensive line last year. If they hadn't, then they probably could have figured out a way to keep the band together uh, without really squandering a ton of their future flexibility. But all all things said and done, like. This is still a great offense, and Mahomes is still, uh, you know, a, a unique outlier in terms of his ability to, um, you know, kind of shape the state of the game. Now, they are also losing one other piece in his guy who went to go work for Brian Dable. And I don't 100% know what the relationship is going to be like between the enemy and uh, Mahomes this year in the absence of uh, his guy. And of course, uh, there's speculation that Mahomes wanted Mike Kafka elevated to the offensive coordinator position and the enemy out. And he was frustrated that the enemy was not getting an off another head coaching job and moving on. Um, but those guys are going to have to coexist in some way. And if the offense in any way finds things more difficult this year without Tyreek Hill and or just it's not as easy uh, or there's some teams like the Chargers that are elite pass defenses now that are frustrating these guys, there's going to be potential for a little friction there. And Andy Reid, not necessarily a guy that can smooth over like internal speed bumps throughout his career. He is not dealt with conflict well, not dealt with like, you know, general uh you know conflict resolution on your conflict resolution yeah it's it hasn't always gone well so there's some reason to be a little bit you know you have you have to i think broaden your range of outcomes for the chiefs offense to capture that possibility yeah i don't think you have and to yeah, change it, their median expectation odd, but... at all i really don't like last year you could you know put a dot on their median expectation and the floor was up. The floor, the floor was still like elite, right? This year, I think you have to uh, embrace the possibility of a lower floor for this offense just because of things not quite working out the way they should. Um, and uh, pro probability, yeah. probability that nobody else in the league likes Spagnola or the enemy. How does a team make this many title games in a row? And they have the same coordinators for the fourth year in a row now. Very that different. Yeah. It just very, doesn't yeah. happen. Well, but it happened I, with the I, Saints, I just, but that was a very yes. different vibe. 
that was a very yeah, that was vibe. a different vibe. And uh, I, I get that I get that Andy Reid's such a big part of the offense, and maybe it's not, but I mean that's like, well, Kevin O'Connell got hired and he wasn't he wasn't doing it at that kind of level for that long. So I don't know. Yeah, the B enemy thing, maybe he just never gets the job. And uh Spags deserves some probably a look after what he was able to slap together there. He's been he was interim after Mac, not McAdoo. Oh God, who was the who was the guy? I'm not even going to think of it right now. We'll, we'll stay on the Chiefs, but he was definitely interim at some point for the Giants. I'm trying to think who got shit. It must canned. have been after McAdoo then, because uh, what's was, his name didn't get fired, right? Didn't uh, the red face guy? He didn't get fired, did he? Coughlin. Um, uh, Coughlin. Yeah, he retired, right? It was pre Shermer. It was. I think it was McAdoo. It must have been McAdoo. McAdoo Shermer Judge. Or there's been a bunch of coaches, but either way, um. Yes, Spags did a great job. And then, I mean, do you want to look at the schedule when you're talking about the range of outcomes here? Uh, I guess I just will comment on the defense a little bit here because this is not an elite defense from a personnel standpoint. Um, you have one wow. elite player in Chris Jones, and then everyone around him is <laughs> either is a, is a Chris Jones did. Just like, again, it, these camp injury reports are – like that you talk about a broad range of in outcomes it's one of those two where it's like oh it could have just been cramping up or gone to the bathroom or they could be injured but he he oh. was a little dinged up today yeah. uh, chiefs are chiefs are having a camp as far as that goes you'd want to again talk about reasons for a broad range of outcomes they are not doing great on camp for keeping people healthy Got to hydrate, guys. When you got guys yeah. exercising in humidity, the soft tissue injuries, you got to get got to keep them hydrated. Um, a few more Oklahoma Chris, drills, maybe. Chris Jones is elite. Everybody else yes. on that defense, uh, replacement level, a little below or a little above. Uh, do you want to yeah. guess who the best chief I have graded last year was? Uh, beyond besides on the, defense, yeah, on, on defense, yeah. Need. No, I besides Chris Jones, yeah, Frank it Clark, Frank Clark, Frank yeah. Clark, and he kind of sucked. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was not a good unit last year, which is, you know, you can figure that out just looking at their uh, outcomes. But two, um, two first round picks spent on defense, yeah, and then they they brought in Justin Reed, they brought in a couple of other pieces that I don't think are going to play huge parts but you know yeah. brought in some depth at linebacker the defense could take a step forward but that is not going to be a a stride it will yeah. be it'll be if this defense takes a step forward it'll be more along the lines of hey we didn't suck ass for the first eight games and then turn it <laughs> around we reached that median Mendoza land level for the whole season. And honestly, yeah. that would make a really big difference to this team. Yeah. But the, the, the range of outcomes is also, yeah, it's bad. Like it was last year for a while. It's especially stark. Look after looking at the chargers depth chart, <laughs> where those guys are all. Yeah. After we just pros. talked about, Hey, this team has like, <laughs> like, this team has like four, four um, really high end cornerbacks. And now like, they, well, they weren't we especially, they weren't especially Trent healthy. McDuffie. They weren't especially healthy last year. When they were healthy, they were a ball hawking unit, and that made them, in general, grade better as a defense. But um, a lot, but after after Jones and Clark, every other guy that I had as above replacement level is gone, except for Nick Bolton. 
Um, Tyron Matthews gone. Uh, Jaron Reed gone. Anthony Hutchins gone. Hitchens gone. Like those guys played decent last year and they gone. So you're, you're, you're lacking in continuity. You're lacking in guys who are above replacement level outside of Chris Jones, which means you're going to need these guys to get coached up by spags and perform better than the sum of the parts. Losing Sorensen's probably a plus. Oh, that's addition by subtraction. Yeah, you could put a tackling dummy out there at, at strong safety instead. Yeah, that's, that's um, addition by subtraction. And, but yeah, I mean, it's brought up in the chat by Johnny. You're starting a rookie corner, and it's it, it'll be trying at times. And mm-hmm. I talked about, again, the first part of the podcast, all I talked about was this team got put in deficits or you know had to be keep pressing, and that caused problems. Yeah, it's a different different kind of looking offense, I think, this year. But still, if that was uh, an issue last year, it's certainly not just going to magically be solved this year. So I don't know. I, you really have to like it, for this defense to be above average. Karloff just has to be good. Like yeah. both rookies have both, both rookies, rookies have, have to, to be, be good. good. Yeah. We've seen rookie rookie corners just aren't good. That's just a tough ask. Fair. It's, a it's tough not ask. a thing that happens. Uh, yeah. Jones has to play at a high level. Frank Clark has to play at least the same level. Uh, both Gay, Gay and Bolton have to be good. And then you yeah. need something to happen in the, you know, somebody has to really step up in the defensive secondary. So to realize your yeah, defense, to realize your potential, you need the offense to be great. You need the defense to be average. Yep. Now here's and, a guy. And yeah, Sorensen right, sucked. He was awful. Awful. Um, all right, let's look at the uh, where is he? He's somewhere else now. He's still in the league, I believe. I saw him on a depth chart the other day, and I did a triple take. It's like really okay. Um, uh, let's look at the schedule. Saints. He's a saint. He is a saint. Well, I mean, he was a. I better revisit my BYU Cougs. Right he's in the. He's on the second string though, right? He's not starting. I think so. Okay. Depth guy. Could Dime. Be. Yes. All right, right off the bat, and we just talked about the Chargers. Is hey, here's a spot where they can win this game. And the Chargers had a easy path into their bye. The Kansas City Chiefs are the opposite. <sighs> now Arizona has a broad range, and that could be a good team. But and it is a road game to start. But if you lose that Arizona game. It is there. No, it. I mean, we just said all these bad things about this defense, and then you're going up against uh, what is the only time when you have a good Kyler Murray is a healthy Kyler Murray. So, like, you have a healthy again, no options. Yeah, that's true. But, but you have a healthy Kyler Murray who is healthy, healthy Kyler Murray scrambling. And again, you have a shitty coach. uh, That was the summa pronunciation of Kyler Murray. So, Arizona, you have a, a quarterback who's bad when he's hurt and a coach who sucks to plan. He has all the time in the world to plan for week one at home and Kyler Murray's healthy. Like that's as good of an Arizona team as you're ever going to get uh, outside of, you know, Hopkins being back would be great and will be good for them. But if you lose that game, which is possible, you're going to have a bad stretch because the chargers is tough at Indy, super tough Tampa Bay. Everyone's getting hurt right now. They had another injury today. That's, you know, it, it's not as tough as it probably was last year, but it's still at Tampa after going to Indy. And then you have Vegas, Buffalo, San Fran before the bye. It is a, this is, 
I'd have to look at how people rank them, but this is the hardest schedule on, on earth. Yeah, it's extremely tough. Uh, Arizona for me, uh, barely better than an average team in terms of a power number. Uh, KC for me, six points better than an average team based on power number. And guess what? I know, Glendale, I know you bet Glendale, that. That's why Glendale, I Arizona does not get does not manifest three points of home field advantage, particularly uh, when the uh, particularly when the um, uh, the sure. offense for the Arizona Cardinals is not a hundred percent. You don't think you rally the Valley? Not that. Not, not that, a, that doesn't not translate that to the NFL. Okay. No, 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 no. I rally know, the Valley again, comes later in the year usually. When you when your easiest game is a road game where a team gets extra time to prep for you. Yeah, it's not a good. Fair. It's not a good start to the schedule. That's fair. That's a good point. I, I think they cover week one, but the Chargers game smells like trouble. The Colts game could Double be trouble. trouble. Could be. Um, and then yeah, it's at Tampa Bay, right off the back of the Chargers. Like, I mean, the Colts. Like, you should be able to get a little bit of uh, revenge on uh, uh, on t- uh, Tampa for uh, beating you in the Super Bowl. But boy, is that strength on strength. Your offense against their defense is going to be freaking great. That will be a great game. Uh, it's Sunday Night Football. I should have SNF'd it on the schedule. My bad. It's going to be a great one. Um, a lot of prime time. We're going to be talking about the Chiefs a lot in the halftime broadcast. They got Thursday Night Football Week 2, Sunday Night Football Week 4, Monday Night Football Week 5. All great games. Week nine against Tennessee. Not a great game, but it's on Sunday Night Football regardless, so we'll talk about it. Um, and then Sunday Night Football at Denver and Russell Wilson in December is kind of a, a sneaky, fun one, too. Um, I think KC is in trouble against the Chargers in general, just matchup-wise. Um, but I think they match up decently against the Raiders, so there's two wins in division. Uh, let's say they split with the Chargers, split with the Broncos. Four and two in division sound about right to you? Yeah. And again, you talk about, we do this with all these teams, the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs, the what if here is like, is their defense borderline okay or bad? But the big, big, big what if is, will these receivers do anything to replace what you lost? And yeah, so the Chargers are a horrific matchup. Like, I think, I think they go 0 2 against the Chargers. Okay. okay, so that's the that cover- makes them three and three in division, probably. Then and then winning the West becomes very tough. Yeah, the the coverage unit against what is a, a boy a bad bad way to start the season to have the Chargers so early off the bat. Yeah, as your the home game, I, I'd short rather week. that be the away game. Short week too. Short week to go try to get this new receiving core to get themselves right against really good secondary and a great pass rush. That sounds fun. So I I don't love them against the Chargers. Yeah, if you go three and three in the division, you're trying to figure out like, well, we hung with Indy once on the road. Now we head back there for the playoffs. Because <laughs> yeah. we're a wild card team. Because the damn Chargers won the division. You know what's funny? Patrick says sad there's no Chiefs Ravens game this year. I think we're going to get one in the playoffs. That to me smells like a four or five. Chiefs, your best yeah. wild card team, five seed. Ravens, the uh, the last place uh, division winner in Chiefs Baltimore. Gus Bradley, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, and someone, Patrick says everyone might go three and three in this division. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. Let's start counting sure wins. Where's Gus Bradley again? He's not in the Raven, Raiders anymore. Where is he? Do you remember? Off Indy. Indy, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right, Indy. 
That's like that's that's their uh, spot yeah. that we don't love. All right, so yeah. sh- let's count no, sure so wins. That's so Andy. Andy, you know what that uh, KC at Indy game is? It's the easiest over what? on the board week three. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be like fifty-two ish. We need Indy to have some low scoring week one, week two, and then we'll get a real bettable over in that KC Indy game. Matt Ryan's coming out party. Sure wins. Sure wins, Drew. Three? And then the rest are... Because, I mean, Tennessee wants to just do the whole... Again, it's trite and it's a cliche, but if Tennessee wants to do the whole slow slow the game down kind of thing on their ass, like they can turn that into a game. Casey off by like I'll give them that as their fourth, like because that's a really nice spot coming off the bye. But because Andy Reid generally, I don't know if you do this, he plays well. He is, has his team ready to go off the bye. Did you know that? Been, he has been decent with extra bye, time but... to prepare. Andy Reid has his team ready to go. I'm not sure if you've so ever like, heard that before. Yeah. Four, um, four, five, six wins that feel like easy, and the rest of the schedule is just a goddamn struggle. I'm going to give him five sure wins, four and a half sure wins. Four and a half short ones. The rest of the schedule is tough. It is. It's tough. Although, it's backloaded in terms of strength of the opponent. Like, yeah, three of those home double stretch digit. there. That home stretch looks pretty good. You're, the best case for betting this team midway through the season is Russell Wilson is not working out. Both yeah. Denver games are late. If Russell Wilson's not working out and it's like, all right, this Kansas City team is markedly better than Denver, then you have Jacksonville, Houston, Seattle, both Denver games late. I'm going to disagree with you. I think your best case scenario is Russell Wilson is working out. And then they are it's still a good match. And then they're priced. They, you need them to be priced as third favorite in the West to get a good bet down, I think. I, I think I think the Raiders will be good because they'll have like, they'll have I think one of those two teams those is going to be yeah. good enough to, to and you'll have where yeah the, the you, you'll have fine. a little bit of control your own destiny because you get to play Denver Denver Vegas all in the final five weeks with Houston Seattle right like your your destiny is in your own hands come week fourteen and then and Femi brings up the good I don't see the buy low spot it's hard to find and then also you might just be right in general because. It is still the Kansas City Chiefs, and the yeah. the market just may never give you a great number, despite because it's 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 still just uh, why would we offer a good price on the Chiefs when it's the Chiefs and people will pay for them anyway? So you tell me, Andy. Mm, Chiefs tricky. get Chiefs get a little revenge against the Bengals week thirteen. Would you like them like, in that game if they're pick them? Would you would you play the Chiefs in that game if they're pick them in weeks right now? And everything no. and everybody's healthy. Oh, here's your here's your weak spots possibly like your defense against a really good passing offense and your mm-hmm. wide receivers might not be good against what a was decent a decent yeah. secondary with a good pass rush. Like they don't match up good against the Bengals. Okay, it, especially if, if they're you know if they're if their trouble spots really manifest, they will match up worse against the Bengals. So I I probably won't bet that game. Okay. So then the buy low is then after that one then. Because if the buy if you thought they had a chance at Cincinnati, then your buy low is uh you know right before they play the oh, Raiders. Now they gotta yeah, the, the world's against them. They gotta go to Denver now. 
Oof. Yeah, that the can they play themselves back into the playoffs? The destiny's in their own hand, guys. You, you want you want a not so bold? Yeah, you want a not so bold prediction? The Chiefs are going to win their last five games. The Chiefs finished with five five straight wins. So I think what I think I think whatever ha- happens leading mark, into, mark me down for a rolling parlay on that. I'll I'll put I'll put okay. a fun bet on that. Okay. If nothing else, yeah. If if nothing else, that's how we'll attack it. But let's come back to this. Let's revisit this after week 13. 20 to one on a five teamer. Uh, well, not with two games against Houston and Seattle. I'm, no. oh, I'm, I'm laying the points <laughs> all. I'm laying the points on all Wait, five. Points. Oh, you're. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Um, yeah, no, I think that's probably, they win the last five though. I think that's pretty, you can count on that. That includes beating Denver twice though. So maybe I'm over my skis a little, I don't know. Too high on Mr. Unlimited says, I almost attempted Femi's last name. Never, I'd never do that. Femi Abbebefe. Abbebefe. I'm not good at correct. it. Yeah. I'm sad we didn't get to meet him in Vegas. I really wanted to have beers. Well, with let's him. go back. Um, we will. Week one. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, so betting plan of attack. Um, week one against Hunter the Cardinals. Right week one against the Cardinals. And then against them a bunch. Overs when we got a good matchup. And then down the home stretch, try to find some way to get involved with these guys, right? Yeah, you hope oh, the wide receivers work out does. and the secondary sucks. <laughs> FME says not even close. Damn it. Not even close? Oh, my bad. We'll sorry. get there. Uh, let me, let's, I forgot to pull up. A- I forgot Aba to pull up. Aba Fifi. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, can you uh, pull up the odds for us? We had I can't. 10 to 1 for the Super Bowl, 5 to 1 for the AFC, plus 155 for the AFC, AFC West. Decent chance that this is maybe the last year that the Chiefs are. Sh- favored to win the AFC West. Yeah, everyone's on their ass. The rear view the rear view mirror is full. To make the playoffs, right. yes is minus 225. Yes, that's correct. And then the over under of 10 and a half is only bettable to the over even though the schedule is tough and the, everything we talked about blah 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 like it's really tough for me to see this team was, not figuring again, out their way to get to 11. It was 12 and a half last year. It's that's a big, big adjustment. It's a big adjustment for a, you know, you lost their schedule receiver. last year was super tough too. It's not like their they schedule this year is way tougher. Yeah, they didn't have an easy schedule. They had a, no, it, uh, it was a top teams. 10 tough defense or a top 10 toughest schedule last year. So yeah, betting plan of attack for me, just based on all these odds is find a spot later or don't at all as far as full season stuff. And then yes, there's, there's going to be some spots where I love the over or I love this team's matchup against another team i think and drew obviously found one in week one i tried to make i tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit with cliff (laughs) it's it's so hard to like get behind that guy three points man that's a good bet and really road road games are less punitive early in the season yeah when travel has one the cumulative uh effects of travel haven't beat up against you so yep You, you know what else uh What's that? Andy Reid's going to have extra time to prepare for that game, which is something he's quite good at, I've been told. He does have extra time to prepare. <laughs> and not only that. He'll have but... some stuff up his sleeve because we don't really know what this offense is going to look like. Here's the other thing, too. They do travel that day on, on September 11th. They will travel to Arizona, but 
August 20th and 25th, their final two preseason games are in Missouri. So they're, they will not have traveled for a while. It's not um, very far trip either, really. Kansas City, no, Arizona, that's what, max two-hour flight? Two hours, I'm guessing. Actually, I've yeah. done that. Um, I told that story. Like, I had to backwater my way to Vegas one time when my flight got canceled. And, you know, we stopped in Kansas City, had some barbecue, and then went down to Sky Harbor. So, yeah, not not a bad travel spot. I'm probably with you there. I might add to that position. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go KC. Um, always feels good to cheer for the best quarterback in the NFL week one against Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. <clears throat> Calamari. So, all right. Calamari. Um, all right. Good stuff, man. That was fun. Uh, yes. Great, great pod. As Best as well as we possibly could have covered two really important teams for the fabric of the season, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, we will be talking a lot about the Chiefs throughout the season, so by no means is this closing the book on our opinions, so surely. See you guys. Mm-hmm.